Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Tell the Damn Story. I'm Chris Ryan, that's Alex Simmons, and this is a special edition of TTDS Raw. Right. Um, sometimes life hits you and you got to talk about it and uh, how it ties into the art life. And Alex, uh, that's where we are, right? Yeah, so, that's, where, that's where we are. First of all, it's always great to see you, my friend. Same, same. And, and may this continue to be the, the, the perception and the experience for many, many, many moons to come, as well as some sun, too, uh, which there doesn't seem to be a lot of today. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for doing this, uh, Chris. Um, I've been talking about, and you, you have too, but uh, in, in some of the posting that I've been doing recently, I've been talking about um, backdrops and settings and locales and how they impact on stories and how, you know, and we've often said in our, our various uh, episodes, as well as our dialogues with one another about um, how we as artists see the world and how that impacts on, you know, our, our uh, observations of the world impact or influence uh, how we reflect the world. Yeah. And so um, today I got to a hit with one that was kind of, you know, uh, not new in in that yeah over my mucho many years on the planet uh there have been days like this but i was particularly conscious because of what happened of these changes Talk about it, shifts. Wow. So, so so here we go um i'm gonna i'm gonna not use names only because i didn't get permission from the other parties but uh someone very dear near and dear and loving and warm and close to my heart um you know, uh, had an experience today. So it started out very, basically, I got up this morning and, you know, greet the world the way you normally do. Yeah. Oh, I'm still breathing. All the parts move. That's good. Okay. Get a cup of coffee, uh, get set up on, at my desk. And I was going to do some, some writing, you know, cause I had some things laid out that I needed to tackle today. And I came to my desk and my desk looks like it normally does. People can't see it. I'm not going to show it to you. So there, but <laughs> But there's, there's, there's a notepad here, there's a clipboard, there's some action figures and things that I, I sort of play with every now and then when I get sort of distracted and I need to sort of rethink things. So I might pull up a Captain America figure or a blackjack figure or something like that. So it's, it's, and there's some paperwork and some other stuff here. And I, so I saw this, I saw what I normally see. It looked the way it normally looks to me. My day was starting out fairly normal. And just as I was getting squared away to start writing, I get a text from this person, this, this dear person near and dear to me, um, that she'd uh, been hit by a car. Wow. And, um, you know, first, first thing is, is you hoped you didn't read what you read. You're mm -hmm. thinking they're texting to me, so wait a minute. Okay, I'm not getting a phone call from a third party, right. but what the hell? So, and hell wasn't the word. Um, and so I, I immediately know, uh, what I don't know. And I immediately take, you know, type back, you know, damn, what, what happened? Are you okay? And I get feedback. No, I'm okay. Uh, I'm in the hospital though, just to be checked out. Uh, Which kind of negates the okay. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, I think everything's okay. Oh, I think, whoa, wait. Yeah. Right. And Word choice, ladies. Then gentlemen. I'm not getting, you know, uh, more Texas. I'm getting sporadic, and I'm thinking, okay, no, see, I gotta, I gotta be there. I got. So where right. are you? Of course. 
So then you have to wait the milliseconds, but it seems like an eternity mm -hmm. for the response. And the response comes and it gives the location of the hospital and I'm getting dressed. I'm, you know, I'm oh, yeah. street out clothes. the door, out the door. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the desk doesn't look the same to me anymore. Uh, what I'm seeing is my cell phone and a notepad and a pen. I am oblivious to everything else that's here. Right. Right. And then as I go uh, to grab stuff to get ready to leave, it's not thinking about the normal routines of, yeah. you know, uh, brush teeth, comb hair, what's clean, what's what's not. It is what's 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 available. What, what right. do I grab? What do I pull on? What do I shift into? Not even what's comfortable, what's going to match. None of those things. It's a pair of pants, a shirt, a pair of socks. Uh, pull that on to, you know, and a couple other people in the household are talking to me and I'm saying, yeah, I'm getting ready to go do this. And they say, well, I'll do this and I'll do that while you do this and that. And, and it's, it's all images of people that I know talking to me, but I'm, I'm already, some portion of me has already left the house. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, and what, what's interesting is, you know, in, in that time period, it's whatever's directly in front of me that is necessary for me to continue or go forth on this mission of getting there, getting right. to her side. So, as I said, the house isn't, isn't the place that it was even seconds before, minutes right. before. I get dressed, um, I go out the door, and I'm really sort of amazed that I remember to grab my mask. Because I tend to forget that on the average. Every day I go out the door, I go, oop, the mask. I go back and get the mask. Had the mask. I'm so, oh, okay. And so there was a little brief moment where I went, gee, why did I remember that? Okay. And then I was across the street, the boulevard, catch a bus to get to the train. And I'm standing there and I'm acutely aware of the absence of people on the street. Uh, I don't know why that struck me because there are other times when there's nobody on the street for a particular reason, but I felt alone. Right. You know, just it's the same street. It's it's a, a time of the day that I've been there before when there's nobody walking, not walking right. the dogs, not doing this, not doing that. I cannot tell you what the temperature is. I'm I'm totally oblivious to heat or cold. Uh, but I am somehow aware of the fact that there's nobody there until this one person comes across the street to stand at the bus stop a few feet from me. And I note the age of the person and their size. I couldn't tell you if it's male or female. Um, and I noticed something that they were wearing that had sort of a hood effect to it. The bus comes, I get on the bus. It's not crowded, but there are shapes and bodies all around me, but once again, I could not tell you what they're wearing. I couldn't tell you male or female, ages, any of what that What could stuff. you tell us? Uh, shapes. Yep. Just shapes. Just mm -hmm. so many figures in various positions of upright and, and, and reclining, and the bus is moving. And I get to the train station I remember entering the first set of stairs to get into the train station. I do not remember the staircase. There's two more sets of stairs. I don't remember those. 
I remember suddenly being on the platform. And I only remember that because the train's coming. Right. right. Once I'm in the train, now I've got the weight of the ride from where I got on up in the borough that I live in down to Manhattan. And it's probably about a 20 minute to a half hour train ride. And it's only then as I'm sitting there and I, I can't read, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing a couple of messages on my phone to keep in touch with other members uh, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm connected to. But then I notice the people around me. Yeah. And they're all, I mean, it was very strange, but all of them, most of them, let me put it that way, most of them were in wearing clothing that was black or dark gray mm -hmm. or workman dirty blue you know those like work pants those dingy sort of a, but you know mm -hmm. someone's worn these things for like years and they maybe get right. washed and everything but there's stain and all that there's there's almost no bright colors no matter which direction i look on for like seven or eight stops and then one woman gets on with long dark hair, wearing black, but her black blouse and pants, which match, have little red hearts on them. And then someone else gets on wearing a lumberjack, um, sort of a woolen zip up jacket. It's got the plaid pattern. And so that's got blue and red stripes in it. And one other person gets on and also they have, on. oh, it's a red hoodie but they're wearing baggy black khakis. And so almost everywhere I look, it's dark earth colors, black, gray, and just here and there, a little splash of bright color. I like that it's the red hearts Yeah. in, in, this, in, in this setting. And I mean, the point you're making is that, you know, perception changes with emotion. And mm -hmm. it's something that all writers and artists that's part of the job is yeah. to um, is to note it and that kind of thing. Uh, today happens to be the 20th anniversary of uh, my father passing. Mm. And I remember, again, another Manhattan hospital going down there and it's Manhattan. Everyone's running around everywhere. And I couldn't get over just kind of at a side thought, side thought. I couldn't get over how they could all continue with their lives mm. as if nothing was happening. And of course, for them, nothing was happening. It was there, you know, right. But for yeah. me, it was like, wait, this, the, the world has come to a screeching halt. What are you guys doing? Yeah. This, yeah. What are you doing? Getting a hot dog? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I got so. to the hospital and I came up out of the train station. I was literally at the hospital. It was like 10 steps. And I was there at the front door. I went into the emergency area and the security guard was wearing all black, yeah. <laughs> you know, once again, and, you know, very, very polite young man. And he, you know, he looked everything up, gave me the card I needed to get through the other doors. And I get to this loved one's side and, and, um, small injury Thank, Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, uh, a bruised leg, mm -hmm. as far as we know, no breaks and things like that and, and uh, an injured wrist, but again, apparently, or appears to be only bruises and things like that. So there's no, there's no horror. 
here, you know, because up until that moment, until I turned that corner. It could be anything. Yeah. And then it was sit and be there and right. listen and talk and just just spend the next, I think it was like an hour and a half while tests were coming back and things like that. And, and hearing what had happened to them and all the time knowing this could have been so bad. Yeah. You know, and, so, and appreciating that, I just want to say, and appreciating that, but even as I'm hearing and experiencing this time with this person, the only colors that were now pre prevalent were the blue, uh, the sort of uh, uh, aqua blue. Yeah, probably I'm not accurate enough, but it's a, it's a pleasant blue, a royal. There it is, sort of a royal blue of the of the uh, the uniforms of the the nurses and uh, right. assistants that sure. are there. Yeah, but everybody else, all the patrons and the, 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 the patients and things who were waiting there for their various degrees of, of care, much needed care, were wearing again, grays and, and browns and, and blacks. Yeah. And it was just, just kind of interesting. Uh, and, and I'll talk more, but that's, that's where I, I wanted to, to say well, that up until that moment, everything that I was experiencing seemed to be in this muted, earthy, dark, strained, right. quiet place. Well, you experienced it visually, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, with my father, it was actions, the people around, the actions of people around. And, and the night before when I sat visual with him, it was, I was focused on every move he made, mm. you know? Um, there was a sad thing that happened in our neighborhood last Friday. Eighteen uh, year old boy, I guess they were playing, and hit a someone hit a, volley, a soccer ball into the pond that was at the lit, the center of their little housing development. And for some reason, he went in to get it. I think he maybe underestimated the depth of the pond or whatever. Oh no! But there's an there was an undercurrent, and um, oh. he didn't make it. And uh, I was not there, and I didn't know the young man. But my sons are old enough that, you know, their friends are there in various capacities um, as a police officer, as this or that, um, as someone, you know, related to community events. And every single one of them came back, not with visuals or colors, not with the actions of people but with an audio, mm. they all said the same thing. The sound that came out of that mother when she arrived. She, there's one guy's a cop and he says, I, I never want to hear that sound again for the rest of my life. Mm. I mean, and that is the job, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, we are not making light of any of these incidents, no, but not at all. You know, in tell the damn story, it goes back to that age-old lesson of, you know, use the five senses. You know, for you, you uh, painted a very clear picture of the darkness that you were concerned about. It was all around you, all the way down to the hospital. You know, for me, everything got very 
I was very still or my family that the moment was very still and I couldn't understand how people were still moving around. So it was physical action. And for the one, sadly, sadly, my heart goes out to the whole family and the community. Um, your son, your grandson, your godson, yes, helped my godson. Out the, he helped out at the high school today. He's got, you know, he's got a social work uh, uh, license and all that. And um, this is his alma mater. And he went there to listen, you know, if any kids needed to talk about, because they just all hands on deck, right? Yeah. Uh, he says you could feel it in every part of the building. You know, you just, it just, it was present in the air and in the, you know, the way people walked and all that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God forbid, we don't want anyone to go through any of this stuff, right, Alex? I mean, that's right. But, you know, there's a there's a thing that creatives do, and they they use their experiences to fuel their art, and that's one of the ways we cope. You know, and there will be a description somewhere in Alex's writing, you know, about everybody in dark clothing and everybody, you know, and and mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think of Spielberg when you were talking about all that. You know, and once you got to the Red Hearts. You know, his uh, shinless list is all mm. black and white, except for that little girl in the red red coat. Yeah. And um, riveting, a riveting image. You know, um, we don't we don't want to seek out negative experiences. Don't worry. They, they will find us. <laughs> but one mm. way to cope as an artist is when looking back on your experience, well, what did you experience? What, and, and what did you see? And as you can see, Alex, uh, it was color or, or, or very important, the absence of color. Yeah. And um, the audio with the, the mother, heartbreaking as that is. And then just, you know, the, the very activity and energy of New York City was contrary to uh what i was experiencing so you know everybody experienced things very differently well i think i think again you know as you said just a moment ago we don't want to you know seek out just the negatives but i think in this case it was a, a way of focusing in on again our perception yes. of the environment that we're in at any given time in any given moment and then again reflecting an environment whatever is required for our stories so uh, I know you've done this with your students and I certainly do this with mine. You know, we talk about the senses uh, about a week ago, I took uh, my students, uh, my screenwriting students, and it was that beautiful Thursday uh, a week ago. And instead of being in the uh, classroom that we were in, which happened to be that particular day, a windowless room with, with very low lighting, uh, I took them out to a, a park across the street and I I stood them in a particular area and I said, what do you, what, what do you, what do you get as you're standing here? What are you noticing? What do you, yeah. and, and initially all 20 some odd students, actually 15 students were focused on me, no matter what I said, <laughs> no matter how I said it, you know, they were focused oh, on me. Good. It must be something he's saying or something he's going to do. Right, they're figuring gotta, out the math problem. Yeah, I got to stay focused. <laughs> and I, so then, you know, again, I sort of began to, through various little moments and, and, and phrasings, expand their vision, get them to sort of take note. And then they started to pick up on, uh, you know, the, the, the movement of people around them. And, and I said, and? 
uh, 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 well, the, the, the sound of the horse, uh, the cars going by and the, and the horn honking and, 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 and then finally I said, where, where's, where's the nearest source of food? And only one of them went, oh, the, 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 the food truck by the curb over there, not noticing the other one that was just about 10 feet from it. But because we had walked past that food truck, that person turned and referred to that. And then I said, okay, what else, what else? And I, it took a while before I got them to go, we're surrounded in three, at least three different areas. We're surrounded by a particular natural element that no one has picked up on yet. And then finally, one of the students went, flowers. I said, yeah, do you smell them? Oh, I said, yeah. yeah. I said, yes, we tend to go from point A to point B, C, D, or F many times throughout the course of the day, zoned out. Right. And I'm not knocking you for it. I'm saying, you know, you're focused on getting to school, you're focused on getting wherever. And, and we all do this, but as artists, as creatives, we need mm -hmm. to take times where we consciously expand our perception of where yeah. we are and what we're moving through and what's there on, as you said a little while ago, the level of the five senses. Right. You know. A good exercise, um, and I, I learned it in college because a professor made us do it, and I had to be very careful with who i chose to help me do it with because mm. all my you know all my sweet mates at the door they they would prank me oh, um <laughs> right because we all always were but the assignment was uh to get someone that you trusted and to blindfold yourself mm. um in a way that you know no cheating you know it's an mm. experiential thing and um so you couldn't see anything then have them take you for a walk and um you're not to write anything down because you couldn't see at the moment. You had a catalog in your brain. What am I experiencing? What I, and, um, you know, you start with, oh, I'm, I'm, I am doing this. I'm, I'm hesitant to step on this. But once you get past that and you get to the level of trust, that's when the other senses open up. What mm -hmm. did you hear? What did you smell? What did you, you know? And um, he did this, you know, everyone did and then i smelled this and then i smelled and then he's all right go back and rewrite it taking out yourself no i and i did i don't want to see the word did write the scene with all of those and that's really the that was a very visceral way of learning how to include all the senses i have a reminder next to my writing uh, uh area uh because i will go for action or dialogue and i have to remember yeah, what does the place smell like? Right. What, you know, what right. colors does it, you know? And um, and think about this. I, I, I found among, you know, not only those students that I was with that day, but on, on other occasions where I've done this, there's always one sense that people just don't tune into, you know, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's usually something like a, a smell, but, um, the other one that seems like if smell is number one, that a lot of people just, you know, unless it's something foul, they right. don't catch it. The other one is, is temperature. Is that a lot of people don't register how they, the temperature or the, the, the atmosphere, the physical atmosphere of the environment that they're in. 
you know, and it's just kind of interesting unless there's a blustery wind or it's raining, you know, or right, something right, like right. that. They don't pick up on that. And sometimes, you know, the, the bombiness of a place or the, the, the very barely perceptible breeze, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you, you don't, you know, and, and something that some, some sort of very, and we'll call it a gentle breeze, some very barely perceptible gentle breeze. If one were to use the phrasing, one could say it almost caresses, mm, yeah. you know, which which creates a completely different feel from being smacked in the face or blown this way or that way, you know, right. that sort of thing. <laughs> and context is everything. If you're yeah. with your um, romantic partner, then that that gentle breeze is one thing, you know, mm-hmm. with if you're with, you know, you're a diapered infant. That gentle breeze might be an alarming uh, uh, chunk of information that there you have to find a change center now. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I, I remember just one more thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention. Um, back in my my high school days, I had a very dear friend. And we were walking along Broadway and it'd been a sunny day. I mean, you know, beautiful, beautiful day. And suddenly the gods decided we will flood the city. And this storm broke. And we were, I mean, probably like 20 blocks from her house. And so initially when the downpour, the deluge began, we're running along the streets as if if we could run fast enough, we could weave in between the drops and like make it still dry the 30 or 20 blocks to our house. Not, <laughs> After about two blocks, we Just were soaking wet. So, yeah. so wet. It was, it was completely drenched. And then we just suddenly realized there's nothing. <laughs> you know, you like, what's the point? <laughs> and we just sort of walk and you feel the weight of the clothing. And and again, luckily it was a summer day or certainly a very warm, sure. warm spring day. So there was no chill. There was no discomfort other than that the T-shirts and everything that you were wearing was weighted down by the water that it was right. soaked with. But you know what? It was all good. And well, and that affects, again, the temperament and how people, you know, uh, right. were responding to the elements at that time. And, and you know, it's a great way of, uh, of defining your foil. One character is very different than the other. They all experience something you know in completely different ways mm-hmm. you know i remember well, it was a little bit earlier in our our marriage but uh not ours his and his, uh, his that's right his it's, wife. it's yeah. me and alex yeah we wanted yeah. to we wanted to break it to you gently <laughs> um no it was me and the legend and yeah. um she tends to drive because she worries uh, the you know i don't care about driving so go ahead drive yeah so we drive it and it was a sudden downpour and I was like, oh, damn, you know? And she pulled over to the curve and got out and danced in the rain. Oh, wow. So, you know, I mean, it was a great character lesson. Wow, you know? wow. Yeah, yeah. And, just and such again. A full, you know, perfect Tina moment, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. Tina's perfect, so how can you go wrong? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. she's going to be so mad at you. Hey, you know what? I can deal with it, because I'm not Tina, anywhere near Tina her physically. <laughs> She does not like when anybody says any of that stuff. You, you but know, compliments you, sometimes, you know, you just got to suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's, um, I think it's all of this stuff we're saying today is everything around you, what you can see and what you can smell, what you can hear and touch and taste and feel. It all helps your writing and, and to tell your that characterization. Story. Yeah. And, and what does it help us do? Tell the damn story. And thus <laughs> ends the lesson. <laughs> for today thank you for Gibbs. today and your there homework you is you're actually there is some homework you know yeah. if you you know i think you should uh take take a pad pen whatever it is that you use to do your writing with and go out and experience some outdoor or another environment mm -hmm. and take note of that environment safely. safely absolutely but take note of what you might not ordinarily take note of right you know, open up your senses, experience it, and take those notes because I guarantee you at some point in space and time, you'll be able to use that in your writing. Oh, yeah. And if you're having a hard time doing it and you have someone you can trust, throw on a blindfold. There you go. Just, you know, walk them around the block, especially a block you think you know so well. I notice <laughs> like the back of my hand. Take away the ability to see the back of your hand and how to experience that back of your hand, you know? Exactly. Chris, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure. Always an honor, sir. All right. And everybody, take care. Work hard to tell your Love damn story. Other. You got it. Yes. Peace. Peace. Old hippies. <laughs>